listening to Cleveland and Beyond with Andy Bellman and Jared Watson. Brought to you by Evergreen Podcast. And we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. He's Andy Billman. I'm Jared Watson. And this podcast is brought to you by Waiting for Next Year. Check them out. Original Cleveland sports reporting at waitingfornextyear.com. Also, coming soon to Evergreen Podcast. Well, the Browns win 10 to 7. And welcome back, Nick fucking Chubb. Oh, I'm so fired up about that. That was nasty. What a great way to end the game as Chubb runs out of bounds uh, at the one-yard line to win the game. They got to kneel it out after that. Uh, for those of you who took the Browns at minus four, uh, sorry about that. Ouch. Sorry. But uh, the win is more important, and we had to lock that sucker up. Browns head to six and three, along with six other teams fighting for spots. We'll discuss that. Also on Monday, November 16th, it was announced that fullback Andy Janovich is on the reserve COVID-19 list as the Browns had to shut down the facility again. Finally, we wrap up with some Cavs. Yes, the Cavs uh, unfortunately made the news, and we will get into that. Uh, We got the draft coming, and Kevin Porter Jr. got into some trouble right down the street from me, actually, over the weekend. But first, it's your Run first, six and three, Cleveland motherfucking Browns, baby. Cleveland Browns. When you go back in highlights and you watch like year in review, there's going to be like, you know, certain games where you stay on it for a while. In the Texans-Browns game, they're going to show one play. One play. Nick Chubb on third and four, third and three, running down the field and going outside and getting out of bounds at the one-yard line. Um, This game was ugly. If you were not a Browns fan or a Texans fan, I don't know why you'd be watching it unless you have fantasy or gambling implications on the game. Um, it was This game had no vibe. At times, it felt like this game, you're just kind of floating through. Mm-hmm. And then it finally picked up on the missed field goal. When the missed field goal came out at the end of the third quarter, you could feel ki- – not the end of the third quarter, but late in the third. You could feel kicking the gear. And then you had the Hollywood Higgins drive. Makes a great catch. Baker with a wonderful throw on that play. Almost didn't catch it, but he bobbled it, controlled it. Got out of bounds. Good play there. And then the very and then the next third down, he it was shaky. We all know that. But hey, in this league, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. He flailed, he got the flag, and then from there, Mr. Watson, Chubb took over. He started taking over at the end of that drive. And really the Chubb and Hunt show we got into full gear from then on out. Well, again, no style points needed. Was no style points, but that right. was a good, solid. Old school victory. All that stuff being said, the day is very true. And what Chubb did at the end of the game was wonderful. Only, the only time I can remember remember that happening is Brian Westbrook with the Eagles. Well, so to see again, something like that was great. And here we go. I'm going to nitpick the one thing, and that was uh, he should have knelt instead of uh, instead of going out of bounds. But again, it doesn't matter. It served the same purpose. He actually, I gave him maybe, and I don't know, Andy. So uh, last night when we were on Instagram at official Cleveland sports, that's the page at official Cleveland sports on Instagram. You can watch Andy and I live uh, post games. Now that's what we're doing. Yep. And Holly Wetzel too. And Holly Wetzel as well. And what I, what I had mentioned was him running out of bounds and how he's, how, how selfless he is for making that move. Um, he was told not to go out of bounds. He was told that yeah. if, if if he broke one like that to get out of bounds. What I will also say is that was a slow to me as quickly as the run happened. It was slow to develop. It was slow motion because he really had to get to the edge. He had to get on his wheels 
and get around a guy to get to the edge and then tiptoed that first probably 10 yards once he hit the edge. And it was unreal the way that it, I mean, the way that it developed was okay, there he goes. Right. (laughs) I mean, it was just, it was one of the better runs that we've seen out of Nick Chubb this season. You knew that he was going to break something because prior to that, he was, he was one carry less than, than, than hunt and 30 yards less than hunt on the day. I believe. It just was one of, he reminds me of Robert Smith, the running back used to be for the Vikings and more popular probably for our statue people, the the Buckeyes, where he just had a play where you could just feel it develop. I agree with Jared. You could see it developing, but like Robert Smith, Chubb knows to be patient, wait, and attack. Patient, wait, and attack. And I honestly have gotten, and I love that about Chubb, Mm -hmm. and Chubb's patience really pays off in plays like that. The Chubb and Hunt combo, real quickly, was and full gear again. And, you know, we have not seen it, so I think sometimes you forget about it. These two are a combo. Now, Chubb is a right. all-pro core, is all-pro running back by himself. There's no question. And Hunt can be. But these two together are an unstoppable force late in games. If the Browns have a lead late in the game, I'm Jared, I'm not worried anymore. Even when Peoples Jones wets his pants, drops the ball, flails like a fish in the three-yard line, I'm, oh, we, we will get to that. This special team shit show outside of parking making field goals, I'm about had enough. Well, bad, yeah, we'll get bad, to that. We'll uh, get to that. No. We, we will get to that. But, Andy, what I also notice is Hunt plays better when Chubb is on the field with him. Yeah, I agree. He, and Hunt is Hunt must be one of those guys – that needs that, you know, like maybe he's an extrovert. He needs that social, that, that something, that interaction, that, that seeing another guy and wanting to match that energy. Mm-hmm. And, and even though, you know, obviously Chubb is the quiet of the two, I think that still makes a difference for Hunt when he's on the field. Uh, one big-time play that I saw out of Hunt, it was not a big run. He saw a hole and cut as he was running outside to get the first down a big first down that he needed to get another extra yard. And I cannot remember it was toward, it was in the fourth quarter. I don't remember whether it was that last drive or not, but the way that he, that his eyes hit and saw, and he just made the instant decision to cut both of those guys mentally, just they had it all together on Sunday. If the Browns, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. If <clears throat> these two stay healthy, the way we think they are, the <clears throat> Browns have such a strong chance to do this thing while we're talking about the playoffs because these two lane the game it's suffocating you cannot stop these two jj watt who never looks gassed was gassed he was gassed at the end of this game it was tiresome and i don't blame him when you get hit by chubb you get hit by hunt you get hit by chubb you get hit by hunt and hunt had a big big i agree with uh, my partner there he made a big impact in this game when these two i mean again love to see this i'm all about this Throughout the first three quarters, two yards, three yards, maybe a 10-yard pop, two yards, three yards, one yard, two yards, three yards. But it adds up, and in this game, they ran two to one almost. It was 41 running plays at 20 passing. And that is just an unbelievable. And it was a day where they needed to do that, much like the Raiders game when the wind was blowing. Let me ask you this, or let me bring this up too. We cannot say enough about the impact that Wyatt Teller had for yep. that run game coming back on Sunday as well. He is the highest rated player in the NFL per uh, 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 football, Pro focus, football focus. Pro football focus. 
uh, having him back also made that run game happen, period. This team, again, late in games. There's not a lot of teams like this. The Ravens are one of them. But late in the game, the Browns, if they have a lead, they can close it out. And again, even in that play with Peoples-Jones, you never felt like the Browns were in big trouble. At least I didn't. I felt like, you know, get a couple first downs, run a cl- – I kept saying this to my to the Cameron. Cameron always watched the games with me. Get a couple first downs, get get, get motion, get a first down. Yeah. You can just feel that game come together. And that is such a great feeling that we have not had in all my years of being a Browns fan, probably since the 80s, honestly. Well, Where it's like just get the ball late and just run the clock out and get the fuck out of Dodge. And I, and I, I mentioned this last night too on Instagram, and that was this was the first time that the Browns have had two – had two 100 rushing yard running backs in a single game since 1966, Leroy Kelly and Ernie Green. 1966. Isn't that incredible? Because you would have thought that in the days of Mack and Biner that that would have happened, yeah. and it has not. It did not. It's tough. And in this day and age, too, where it's pass first, the mm-hmm. Browns are playing to their strength. And it isn't bullshit numbers. I know there's a stat that, well, they didn't tear it up until the fourth quarter. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, These yards shit. all add up. I don't. I'm not into stats like that. It's like they did what know, they need to do they, when they, they wanted to win the game. That's my point. And and I'll, I'll go world quickly on six. On third and eighteen, he made the throw he had to make, and that was a dime. That was a dime. And I'll give him credit for one more. He didn't complete it, but throwing that ball above Higgins' head and letting Higgins flail for it was the right play. The fucking Steelers do that all the goddamn time. And it's good to see the Browns starting to step up and do the same stuff. Hey, if they call it, it's up to you to get the flag and get the chains moving. And it's another it. it's another reason that Higgins deserves to be on the he field because be it was field. heads up for him to make that to make that flop <laughs> i agree i mean by the way i mean it's and true. really to get the to get the uh, to get the ref's attention is really what it was because the, there was interference there. so you know hey. he just he just exaggerated a little bit again i said oscar worthy oscar worthy oscar worthy for for hollywood he his tweet to uh, last time was great he goes gotcha david chappelle and that is everything you need to know and i love that hey yep. look I wouldn't do that too much, by the way, Hollywood. You do want to get those calls later in the game when, when you really need it. But all that to be said, it's part of the game now. It's been part of the game for the last four or five years, and the Browns right. have not taken advantage of these flags. If they're going to call it, flail. Get the flag. you got to. In spots like that, and a day like that, that was a big flag. you got to do it. The Browns over the years have not taken advantage of that, and we've seen Correct. other teams, again, said Steelers, take advantage of that. It's good for them to see. Stefanski was a bigger part of this game to me, too. He really did a great job. And Romeo, nice man, (laughs) lovely dude. He stinks. I mean, in that game, how in the fuck are you passing more than running? I I don't care if you can't run. That really did confuse me. That really did. It really did (sighs) confuse the hell out of me. And and, and let's say this, too. Again, you, you're saying you can't run. Well, the Raiders couldn't run either, and they found a way to I run, know. run well, against the Browns, right? So if they would have went with the run, maybe that would have, maybe that would have, maybe that would have been an issue for this Browns defense because Lord knows, I think I personally think the defense is getting too much credit right now for that win too. I do because the defense did not have to do, did not have to do what 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 what, what I would normally expect because of the weather. Period. It, here's here's what I would say. They kept them in the parameters. 
Like, I don't think they played a great game, but they played a good game. I thought they played a, they did enough. Like, I'll say this for the first time all year, the Browns tackling was good in a cold weather game like that. That was needed. They had some plays. They had their annual yips here and there, but it wasn't eye gouging. Like this was the first game in a while. It wasn't eye gouging. Here's the other thing about this game. I never understood because it wasn't just our partner, Holly Wetzel. Many people had the Texans winning this game. Folks, the Texans are a bad team. They are not a good. Well, good you know team that right comes now. from that comes from the Browns' past of not being able to beat uh, teams you, like the Raiders, like the Texans, like the Titans. You you brought up my point. This is a uh, new Browns team. I'm telling you. Yeah, no, these, you're right. I'm going to hammer this, and this will be a big topic on Friday. This is take out the garbage. Week one, we took out the garbage. Yep. It's going to go. We're not doing a lot today on this, but the Eagles are the next one up. They're they're fucking bad too. Yeah. Take out the garbage. I want to see a complete game coming up soon against the Eagles would be nice too. I want to see something nice. I want to see a good game with Baker coming off of these last two. That's what I'm hoping for. We'll get into well, that. I, I, the, the wind and the weather's played a big play in all this. Now it's, it's been holding us back on making evaluations on whether Baker is going to be the future for this. That's team. down the road. Not right. today. Down, down. And by the way, I've seen some comments, right. more tight ends, a little nickel and dime comments like that. Uh, I yeah. would not me, evaluate no. this game from the passing game. Really, no. just just take it and just shove Screw away. That. Run the it, ball, win the game, period. And, and get, get the get fuck out of town. Yeah, Here's out another thing, Stefanski. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just don't fucking analyze. Like, I saw right. that I saw that message on Instagram, right. like, tight ends. Like, I get you, but don't worry about that shit. Yeah. Anyways, here's another big thing, too, in this game. When it was in the fourth quarter and they go up for a quick snap on fourth down to get the Texans to call another timeout timeout. was huge. That's Stefanski. Great job. And that timeout was big. And Romeo lost his shit as he should. That was a terrible timeout by the Texans. He knew. It's almost like he said, like, no, 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 they're not going to snap it. They're trying to get us a call timeout. And they just did. That was a big moment. Stefanski is him to get an edge as a rookie coach in that spot says a lot about where he's going, in my opinion. Again, Romeo's not a good coach. We all know that. But on that stage and that day, Stefanski really outworked Romeo throughout the game. Play calls. Windy passes like that, the fourth down situation, and that whole mess. And, and again, late in the game, for them to have a code word saying no moss to the team to let them know, like, hey, late in the game, it's no moss. Now, Chubb didn't remember until the 10-yard line, but at least he got out of bounds. But no moss, no more. Stefanski's ways are getting in there, even at the 10-yard line. He's a smart dude. He's a smart dude. He got in there and got the light bulb on. Um, Jared tipped on it. This is not 85 Bears or Ravens, you know, defense from the Super Bowl year. No, no, Look, the defense did enough to get the job done. There were some big plays in this game, in the second quarter especially, when they are getting down to the second and goal. I know this sounds like an oxymoron, but Sandejo and Goodson actually made a nice tackle to stop Akins at the two, the Cobb drop, and then Garrett crushes Watson on that quarterback sneak, which was an odd The Cobb play. drop, though, was also a period where Sandejo kind of fucked up and got picked again. They were picked. They, they, they went after. And so I'm I'm, I'm not going to sit here and defend Sandejo, period. I'm no, no, not we're, not Sende- we're not defending Sandejo. He made a play. He made a play. Cool. Which, by you, way, you're, you and Andre not can talk about each of the plays that he's made this season. By the way, by the way, you each by have way, one for him. He, he's a paid pro. He deserves. A, he <laughs> he does. He has to make plays. But I just want to say, Sandejo and Goodson made a play on that play to make it, and then Cobb dropping it. I know Sandejo was out of position again. What a fucking shock! Um, all that to be said, I still don't think Cobb would have scored on that play because he dropped it and he was looking because there was a guy I forget who was coming. I think it was Harrison again. What a surprise! And Garrett on the Watson play that was huge. That 
kudos to Parkey. Fourth quarter, thank God, didn't come up today. But I will say early in games and in the games, he makes his kicks, and that was a big miss. And they're straight. They're the most for the most part, they're straight. Yes. They look and that good. three nothing score held. That was a big, big, big three nothing. Yeah. So I give him credit. Um, Garrett is a superstar. We all know that. Denzel Ward, you didn't see him. You know why? Because he locked down everybody. He did a great job in this game. And again, I mentioned this too. Goodson, you could feel in this game. And I, we're going to start touting him. Harrison, more Harrison, more Harrison, more Harrison. Like Harrison that guy. at one point came flying up when I expected it to be Miles Garrett, came flying mm-hmm. up on a blitz that just, he looked like a maniac, like a bat out of hell. Yeah. And that kid is going to be something special, period. I I, I love that kid. Yeah. Yeah, could- my, yeah. Improved play by the linebackers. Mac Wilson, the, the uh, <laughs> unsportsmanlike, uh, that was kind of a bummer to see that called again. We want to talk about the Steelers. That's how they tackle folks on all the plays. Yeah. They're going to bitch about him throwing them down to the ground. Look, it just, for me, that was almost incidental the way that that tackle happened. And I didn't, I didn't really like that call, but whatever, we'll deal with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of that penalties were not an issue for the Browns. Wills had himself a pre-snap. That's fine. He's a rookie. We've talked about that. Uh, what I also want to jump back and, and I apologize. I should have brought this up earlier was, the Browns did a good job of controlling Watt, and that's not something that they've done for either Watt in any point in their careers. And they did a good job of keeping Watt in control, and Baker only got, what, thrown to the ground? I think he got, what, one sack? And, I, and, and he, tripped over, like he, he tripped over the grass for his own feet on that play. It was a weird play where he kind of hopscotched his way. Right. Here's the one thing I'll say. Watt and Watson have owned the Browns, and Watson played, I thought, yeah. well, and the Browns survived it. Mm. Um the bigger thing in this game to what you're saying about Watt, too, I thought Watt in this game, you could feel his presence, but he didn't take over the game like Garrett's been doing or Garrett did in this game at times. Uh, again, when you keep running the ball, you want to no. take out a player like J.J. No. Watt, that puts that guy in his place. He was gassed. Yeah, well, gassed. because they do the yeah, same yeah. thing that we used to see out of Miles Garrett last season, and yeah. there was a lot of over-pursuit. There was a lot of get to the quarterback and ignoring the fact that the Browns are more than likely going to run the ball. Yep. Yep. Now, they did stack the box, so they got away with it with the run for a lot of the game. But at the same time, uh, it didn't work out at the end of the day. No, it didn't. EJ makes a comment again we've been saying about Chubb. I want to get to a bigger point there that EJ brings up. EJ on Facebook, they could have gone for the TD. Uh, he had it by him in the ass, but that self was played around at the clock. Get the W analytics. And to hit his last point there. Yeah. This team plays like a team right now. You can tell this team has come together. There's a lot of camaraderie on the Browns right now. You love how this team feels. It feels good. It feels like the Indians were the year they're in 16, making their World Series one. I'm not saying that, but it just feels good. Like you like the way this team's vibing. Yeah. And to and to EJ's last point, this team is smart. We've talked about several smart plays on this team already today. And they do play smart. And we've learned that is a head coach rubbing off on this team. And it shows in this you game. Ain't kidding. I mean, it shows this you team. Ain't is, kidding. This team has not really changed from year to year, and boy, it feels like a whole lot smarter now. To one of the rare things that was not smart, I still love him, and I don't want this to come off as I hate him. Yeah. But Landry in this flag stuff, he's done this in past seasons. He's done this in past games, and it happened again. Yeah. I'm glad to see him catch the ball, and we need Landry. 
I got to be honest. I'm disappointed in this stuff. It happens too many times. It's happened now in multiple games and multiple seasons. He can't. Jared's got to stop. It's going to well, start costing him a game. Yeah, I he's can't. Got to stop. I can't. I'm not a big fan of the of the defending by saying he's an emotional player. I know. Just stop I'm a very emotional person. For anybody who knows me, all right. I, I've got a lot of emotion. I've got a lot. I'm I'm passionate about things that I care about. I speak loudly, and people think I'm yelling, and I'm actually just. <laughs> Being, you know, again, caring about something and but 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 I also understand that I have a responsibility to not go overboard, to not allow impulse, you know, control to get in the way of making some dumb decision. And I think that you can't confuse those two things. Landry can be passionate. Landry can 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 be emotional, but Landry cannot have impulse control issues. And that is what that play was. He got up. He spiked the ball. He's looking right at the defender. I mean, it's clear. As soon as he did it, I'm like, you just got to, like, just stop it. And maybe part of this is the fact that these DBs, these guys get in his head sometimes. And they do. He's gotten in his scuffles. He's gotten in scuffles in probably half of the games of this season. Jared, it's been in multiple seasons now. I love Landry. I love his grittiness. Yeah, you watch. There's some slapping. There's a lot of shit talking. There's stuff that goes on with him and DBs, and I don't get it because in my mind, Landry is such a solid player that his play can just speak for itself, and he can tell these guys, go fuck yourself. Walk away and be happy with the W. Come on, Jarvis. I I just think Landry in those plays is going to catch up to him, and I want to go back to the other one that's a negative to me in this game, this special team stuff. I parking making the field goal is great. The Scottish right. hammer kicked well. Right. Everything else is bad. The uh, Peoples Jones, I'm I'm ready. Can't happen. I he he cannot take any more kicks. Can not take any more kicks. It's gonna cost us a game. No, it's about ready to cost us a game. He's done. Get him out. And the other thing too is this pass. I'm sorry, kickoff coverage, punt coverage. It's nerve wracking. Players get loose, and players are going to start breaking one in the house. Jared, I know everybody says Prefer's one of these special teams gods, and he's got all these gurus of plays and all that. I'm ready to fucking see it. I, I, I'm i just I'm tired of this year after year with special teams complacency. And again on this team, it's weak. It is not good. They are below average on special teams right now. They are just hanging in. And I, and I can't state this enough. People, Jones, a wide receiver, I'm excited. Can't wait to see him run more yes. rounds. But this shit of kicking off and getting punts, I, n- enough. No moss. No moss. I'm done. I'm out. Well, I don't want anymore. I'm with you on this, but I've also – somebody had brought this up uh, too on, on Instagram, and that was, you know, they got to do something about Sandeo and they got to do something about, you know, whoever's receiving these kicks. And I got to be honest with you, Andy. I've thought about both of them long and hard. Obviously, they're not going to do anything about Sandejo, or they would have done it fucking three, four, five weeks ago. I don't get that either. They're not going to. And I don't think they're going to do anything with People's Jones either. I don't think. (sighs) I don't think it's going to change. I I don't think either of those two things are going to change. Tell me how, and tell me why, and tell me what. Give me, give me, give me an example of what they would do because I I can't come up with anything. And uh, I, I, they don't, there's nothing on anybody's radar about them making a change or making an adjustment regarding that. They are going out there with what they've got and they are there. It's baptism by fire. Either you learn or you burn and that's it. There's four players. I hold my breath right now Four: Olivier Vernon, Sandejo, oh, Taki Taki and Peoples Jones on kickoffs and punt returns. Yeah, Taki Taki was bad too. 
And those three guys on defense and people's Jones, I just hold my breath. Olivier Vernon made a play in that game where he just looked like he was running. It's like he's running in, in sand, quicksand. I mean, just can't get to the quarterback. Smart can't get to the players will attack those weaknesses and score points off of them. They already have, they stick especially out. with Sandeo. They stick out like sore thumbs, and they really are at the core of what makes this defense look bad. Because let's be honest, Andy, I was worried about the linebacker position, that linebacker core, and they have improved. That, I will say that the linebacking position has improved throughout the season. But they're pretty low. <laughs> but they can only go uh, up. Well, point. it can only go up. Goodson and Malcolm Smith make you feel better. I will say those – and Phillips is close to coming back, and I think that would be a huge help. So Jared's right. You can see the improvements <clears> happening there. Again, not to pick on a dude, but Sendejo, we all know these things. It's, it's Captain Obvious, whatever. I don't understand why these small things won't happen. I, okay, on the other end, Ogan Joby, haven't seen you since week yep, two or three. Thanks. Good to see you. Welcome Richardson, back. Yep, yep. yeah, welcome Great back. Yeah. Um, Ogan Joby stood out, and he he had himself he uh, well. a decent game. He really did. And yep. Richardson hasn't played well since the Colts game. It was good to see him. He played well in this game. Yep. I thought he had a nice game all the way around. And Mac's still not back in his passing game abilities, but Mac played better again. Like I'm seeing slow improvement, so it's hard to pick on him. I thought he did a much better job too. He'll all find be, himself. He'll find his footing. I think. Uh, yeah. All that to be said, we've done almost a 25 minute podcast and we barely talked about Mayfield. So here's the big thing again. I, I want to get to real quickly for do our two or three minutes before yeah. we move on to other things. Mayfield in this game, again, don't break down his passes. I, I, you cannot do that. The thing in this game that needs to be brought up, how many interceptions does he have? I'll try zero. Goose egg. And that is big in these kind of games. He did not do something to force to cost the team to lose the game. Almost. This, there was an almost, but, you know, horseshoes, didn't happen, and, hand, horseshoes and hand grenades, brother. That's right. That's <laughs> didn't right. have to it worry did, about it. There was it did one not almost. happen. And again, there's going to be games like this, and there's going to be games like the Bengals game. This is one of those other games. Mm-hmm. It's a Chubb and Hunt show. Let them rock and roll, and on you go. And by the way, I don't think you're going to see as much these next two games either. The Eagles and Jaguars are winnable games. If you control the game like you should, you should be running the ball late and getting out of dodge with a win. So it really shouldn't – these next two games to me with Mayfield, I'm not really looking to break things down. I wouldn't get too analytical unless the Browns are behind and you need to come back and win. But if it's a normal game like this – yeah, you want to talk about how he plays and stuff. And, yeah, we want to see him improve. Obviously, the two last games with the with the weather don't count to me, at least to me. They don't count for me. Can't. But I will say, he did not lose the games. And that's a step forward. I know people don't want to hear this. It's not sexy. That's a step forward. These passes he made the last couple of years and that pass he made in the Bengals game on Thursday night was miserable. He didn't do that here. That's a step forward. That's yep. a good thing. Yep. You take these wins. You get these gains. I got to bring it up. Is it the OBJ factor? I don't think so. But again, I heard that from Holly. I don't. I don't think so. I, I honest to God, I, I no. It's got nothing. And I don't even think that these last two games. Now, I will say that I, that Odell on the opposite end of the spectrum would have made an impact in in that yeah. Raiders game, right? I mean, there's yeah, I the explosiveness so there that Odell had that you're already missing with Chubb. So to act like you can just say that they're better without no. No, not I, I can't do it. I am not in a place to say that that the team is better without Odell on the field. I don't – it actually – I mean, it still makes me feel un, like uneasy even having that conversation. I just don't 
I don't like it. I don't buy into it. I feel like it's a scapegoat answer. I feel like it's a flashy, easy answer. I feel mm-hmm. like it's something that, that that's that's a headline to get people to listen or to watch whatever it is that they're you know that, that they're talking about. I'm just not going to play that game. I'm not going to. Not right now. The surgery went successful. Looks like he's doing well, and I hope all is well to him. And again, one last point I just want to bring up. You know, in these games, there's going to be moments where Mayfield's going to make passes. We all know that. And we all know you need Landry. You're going to need Hollywood Higgins. You're going to need Peoples Jones. You're going to need Hooper. I would not get too hung up on this team who catches the ball. I don't give a fuck. You know, too many people are like, oh, I wish Hooper got the ball more. Yeah, I don't care. But I mean, but, but I mean, that's he, the thing. They didn't throw the ball a lot, and he did spread the ball around. Hooper yeah. had a catch. Landry had a catch. People Jones had a catch. Higgins had a catch. You felt their impact. Everybody had an impact on this game, which didn't was Hunt not like the Raiders Hunt, game. Hunt would have had a catch. I think he dropped one or something. Yeah, he, he did. did. And that was a tough play. That was the only throw. Right, and that was, the, that, that was the bad throw. That, that behind the back. That well, was that was – he had a series of three bad – I think that was a part of th- a series of three – throws that were bad and yeah. that one should have been should have been there friday morning we'll get into the eagles game the one thing i want to tap off here on the browns on a great win good to see it this is now jumbled which always is the case in the nfl but it's really jumbled there are multiple teams six and three mm-hmm. the ravens who had a bad loss in new england they made That's too many drops in that game. Oh, oh needed that win hey good for the path we needed that that brings the ravens back to the pack i want to hold oh, them yeah. last Colts beat the Titans, so they are now both at six and three. The Raiders keep winning, um, the Broncos, and the Dolphins won. Um, they beat the Chargers. So all these teams are at six and three with the Browns. So it's a long road to go. Here's the good news. Yeah. You want the good news? Let's do you it. Play the Eagles. You play the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. You play the Jets. You play the Giants. Mm-hmm. Those are four very winnable games. Mm-hmm. That gets you to ten. If you can just nick. Either the Titans, mm-hmm. the Ravens, or the Steelers. If you can knock one, maybe two off, you get to tw- 11 or 12 wins. Oh, God. It's in oh, play, oh, folks. This team is ready for this. If they, so stay healthy, if they stay healthy, they're on their way. This is take out the garbage week two. Have we'll to. get into more now on Friday. But the to. Eagles, you have to take out the <laughs> garbage. Not a good team. They, uh, and I don't want to hear this shit either later in the year. The Giants are improved. I don't fucking want to hear that shit. The NFC East is garbage. Win those games. We've had to play that awful, nasty NFC West last year. Take advantage of the NFC East. They're down. Win those games. And beat Jacksonville. Big, big, big games. But look, there's a long road to go. The Browns have a little pad. The reason why I bring this up is there is a log jam at 6-3. and three. Keep winning. Keep pushing. And now the Ravens. That Ravens game. I know the Steelers game's huge. We all know that. That Ravens game's gotten much bigger now with that loss. They are both six and three. And there's going to be a probably pretty good chance. They're either going to be one game or tied going into that, going into that game. That game has a lot more juice to it than it already. We already knew it had a lot going to Monday night. It has even more now, Jared. That Ravens Browns game is huge, especially if they're tied going into that game. Big, big. It was already a big game. It's even bigger now on Monday night. Huge. This is the game that's been sitting in the back of my mind, especially after this last one. Yeah. And especially after last night. Yeah. I I genuinely think that if the Browns are going to take one of those three last games, one of those three games that they have to take, that's the one. 
That's the one. Because you you get to you get to possibly rub a playoff spot in the rub their noses right in that shit. Yep. 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 I really think that's a big game. Um, I know that Stefanski is a coach who says one week at a time and hasn't, you know, but no, they, they didn't get up for the Steelers game. They clearly didn't get up for the first Ravens game. Um, you got to get up for this one. You got it's to. A, that you, Ravens, you can't act like yeah. just, yeah, because, and just because you get up again. I think that's a part of it is that he's afraid. and Maybe he's not afraid, but some of these guys get confused between getting up for a game. That's a big rivalry game. That's an important game. And also going over the top with losing their composure. Yeah. Right. Because that's something the Browns and those young players have done in the past. They get yep. up for a game, they lose their composure, they play like assholes. <laughs> and they've done it. They did it. They did it against the Steelers, do it against the Red. They, they've done it. They've done it a bunch of times. <laughs> that's they funny, can't, they can't get up. They, look, you got to find the balance. Get up for the game. Understand its importance. Don't just act like it's another one week at a time bullshit game. No, it's a little bit more than that. But don't Huge. go over the top. Don't go fucking, don't listen. Don't go full. Don't go full. You know what? Just don't do it. Don't hey, do it. Here, here, here's the other good news when the, these two games coming up. The Raiders play the Chiefs on Sunday night. That's a big game. The Dolphins, I believe, they play the Bills on these next two games. That's big. And the Titans and Colts have to go through their ways to do everything. And by the way, we say that, wait, the say that again. Say that again, because I can tell you this. The Chiefs are not going to lose again to the Raiders. No. Huge game. By the way, the Raiders... If the Raiders win that game, they take a big leap forward. That's a big, big They're game. They're not going to win that game. They're not going to win that game. I, I, I'm with They're going to come in and rub their noses in it. What, well, are the, what are the other games again? I know. I got to look again. I believe the Dolphins play the Bills either this week or next week. I know They'll that game's that coming. One. Yeah, I think the Bills are due to win that. By the way, the Bills are also at three losses. Now, they're at seven and three. But they're also at three losses. I expect so the Bills to be in a play. I, I expect them to have a playoff spot. I, the, I really do. The Bills... In the Raiders, to me, look in the Ravens. Those are teams. It's like, gosh, it looks like they're on their way. So the Browns and the Ravens, to me, is the game. the The Colts and Titans. One of those teams are going to win the division. The other team, I don't know. Dolphins. I just hate saying it's a rookie quarterback. So whatever. But the Ravens and Browns. It means that much more now. And my fucking god, why can't the Steelers lose? Just real quickly. It is just so. Bro, they're gonna lose. Don't oh, worry. You know when they're going to lose? 17. I know. They're going to lose. No, they're going to lose. They're going to lose in the playoffs. The oh, God, be great. <laughs> God, be great. Think about it. Think about it. Let's just, mm. just marinate on that for a little bit. Fucking because Joe Burrow. I, I, told, I told my wife the other day, I said, make it like, what was it? 08, 09? 08, 09? I said, look, the Patriots were undefeated until, until they weren't. Was that 08 or was that on or was that 08 or 09? Yeah, they lost the Giants. I can't remember the year. I don't I'm not a Pat. I don't think it was 08. It was 08. It was 08. Yeah. Well, I, I hope that happens there. We would be remiss not to say Andy Janovich did test positive for COVID-19 today. He is now on the COVID-19 list. They had to shut down practice facility again. Hopefully it's one of those situations again. Contact tracing does its part. No one tests positive, and they open the doors on Wednesday. If so, it's not really a big – again, the Browns have gotten lucky. It won't be a big deal because no, Monday's more – healthy, yeah. Yeah, and by the way, you hope Janovich is feeling good. That's the most important thing. But we should mention that in there. Um, again, the Browns have been very workmanlike through these situations now a couple of times they've had them. You hope it, 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 Janovich is okay. Again, Hubbard, hopefully he's okay too. Um, hopefully those guys will be feeling better soon. But we should mention that. That did come out today. And Janovich, um, interestingly enough, I was marking down at one point, like, boy, I haven't seen him much in the game. I kind of wonder at one point if they 
figure that out. Because he did play it was mentioned on Cleveland.com. How many plays did he play? Where is that? 17, 15. He played 15 offensive snaps and yeah. 11 special team snaps. So he was out there quite a bit. So. Yeah, no, and he he also you know him and Teller the, the, he he did have impact with that run game. Um, oh, huge! You you hope you hope that he wasn't he wasn't heavy breathing on too many people. <laughs> so yeah, we'll you just you just just hope. We'll talk <laughs> we'll talk more about the Eagles on Friday. Hopefully, it's just about the Eagles and nothing about anything else. And again, uh, Jared's right. Hopefully, all the best for Janovich and to Chris Hubbard. Chris Hubbard was on Friday. All right, for the first time, and my God. Since probably January, your Cleveland Cavaliers have some news. Some of it not good, some of it more exciting. Kevin Porter Jr. was arrested, I believe it was Saturday. I think it was Saturday. He was arrested. His car toppled over. They said rollover damage. Not really sure what happened there. He was uninjured. He was not impaired. Um, He did have some, he did have a felony gun charge against him, but he's going to obviously contest that. It doesn't seem to be much more than that, to be honest with you, which is good. Um, so they're going to try to get that obviously written off. I wouldn't take too much into this. Um, it is what it is. You just hopefully Porter Jr. is okay. Um, the gun thing, that happens more and more in life. So I don't really put as much stock into that as I used Look, to. Look, I know, I know a cop who's been arrested with a felony gun and DUI. Mm-hmm. And like, let's be real about this. Uh, you know, this happens a lot, especially, that's my point. especially in Ohio. Everyone's got guns. Yeah. They just. My my biggest thing I would say about this is we need Kevin Porter Jr. He's an important piece of this team. He was the one rookie that shined last year. We didn't see anything from Windler and then, you know, Garland, who I wanted them to draft. He was not good. So Kevin Porter Jr. is an important part on the floor. You hope yeah. he, again, you hope he's okay. Sounds like he is. Sounds yeah. like he'll be ready. And it was in Canfield. I don't know what the hell he was doing in Canfield. Yeah, Look, Kevin yeah. Porter Jr., let me just tell you. Uh, I have a one of my best friends. My best friend lives in Canfield. And, uh, Stay out of Canfield. I don't even really like, you know, there's no Canfield. We'll I, I don't we'll have anything that. against Canfield. I like canned food. I'm, I'm fine with canned food. All right. Look, <laughs> Ken Porter Jr., hopefully he'll be ready to rock. Just being a smart ass, that's all. Yeah. High school rivalries. So for everybody getting their OB Toppin jersey, uh, we should pump the brakes. I've been reading a lot on is Sunday. Is it Toppin or Topin? Because I Toppin. Is it Toppin? Toppin. OB Toppin. I, I, I read into the pronunciation guide world, and I listened to a couple of Dayton Flyers game. Not exaggerating on YouTube. Ob Toppin. So everybody's got their Toppin jersey. Pause, because I'm hearing a lot, and I uh, this is not an easy last name. It's Denny Adja Avaja Avaja Avid Avidaja Avdia Avdia. Anyways, he is from Tel Aviv. And they are very high on oh, this kid. That is a job. Of the yeah. yaah? Of the yeah. I don't know. But oh, they are, God. They are, we, should, we shouldn't do that. But we, we tried. I know. We tried. A V D I G A. Not not nothing wrong. We I know. I J A. I J A. I'm dyslexic. I don't matter. So look, um, I'm not dyslexic. I just don't know. I can't. I can't pronounce. I can't even pronounce Thompson, let alone this guy. So look, I can barely pronounce my name. So look, everything to be said. True. true. Um, guilty. So everything that is to say here, I've been reading a lot about this over the weekend. I saw this in cleveland.com. I saw this in the athletic. I think if this guy's here and there's a rumor now that the bulls, I think the bulls draft fourth, they're going to, they're really looking at him too. I think this is the guy from Tel Aviv is going to get picked by, by the Cavs. I really do. If cool. he is gone, it does look like Toppin is the pick. It does look like it's getting to that point now where it's either going to be this guy from Tel Aviv or this guy Toppin. 
again, we've said this. I'm going to say this a lot. I've seen Toppin play. Toppin is fine. I like him. He's good. An Ohio story kid. We like that. But if this guy for Tel Aviv is the guy, take him. We get it. A 6'9 forward who can play, hey, you take him. He's 19 years old. I get it. Um, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Um, I don't think the cast is like a buck 20, too. He is, what did they say here? I he's got to be a skinny rail. I put yeah. my 19 years old. No way he's got any meat on his bones. Yeah. Oh, I just, um, he, you know, um, I, I just, I won't say anything more. I just learned this with anybody from overseas. You can't tell, even from write ups and stuff. You just, you just, you just have to hope and trust your scouts. Now, yeah. This is a big draft pick again for this team. This team mm-hmm. has really relied on draft picks. And I can't state this enough. We're going to get into the next thing now. It is big on this team because we all know the Cavs are rebuilding, which is the oldest story in the book. Right. And but, and they have and we can also say that people that we have not seen the development out of the draft picks that we have hoped to see either. Sexton's a good okay <clears throat> pro. He's a good pro, not great. Right. Garland. I mean, yeah. Outside of one game in Minnesota, he's been bull- – and, you know, again, Kevin Porter is good. I like yeah. Porter. Porter's Porter's solid. Um, I like him a lot. And Garland had really – the thing about Garland, I just want to state too, he only played two or three games for Vanderbilt, so he just finally played a full year of basketball. I would give that kid a chance, but I'm not naive. It did not look good last year. Yeah. And he needs to play better. Again, one game in Minnesota, he had he's had more moments, but they're not even close to equating to his bad moments. So he's got to do better. But this is a big thing, and I'll point out even bigger. They're supposed to be selling tickets and open up the rocket, which is great. If they're going to do that, it's going to be tough to sell this team again if there's no Kevin Love. And those rumors are swirling uh, just as much as you see Lindor rumors swirling. And you just get the vibe, and we haven't gone down this road, so let's go down it real quick. You know, do the Cavs trade Kevin Love on draft night, which is a typical NBA move. You see a lot of trades like that on draft night for draft picks. What do you say? I don't six, six and one half dozen in the other. And here's my reasoning, Andy. Here's why I say like, whatever, not whatever about Kevin. I, I, I personally don't understand why they would get rid of Kevin. I don't see any reason to. And that is because it's not like there's other pieces of the puzzle that are absolutely in place. Right. They just aren't. So what are you trying to do? What do you think you're going to do? You just take what you get this season, continue to on even and I'm saying this from a business standpoint too. Just like you said, getting butts in the seats, getting people to care to watch. I don't think you're going to be markedly better even 2 years from now or 3 years from now because you traded Kevin Love. Now maybe there's something I'm missing here, but I really don't. What are you what are you getting in uh-huh. what are you getting I just don't I don't see it. I don't know Maybe I don't know what the long game is here on this, but personally, I feel like their long game is to continue to try to draft well and try to develop. And if you're just doing that, then continue to do that and don't get rid of Kevin Love because you need a veteran presence on the court, period. For people who are listening on a podcast, I'm shaking my head, yes. You need Kevin Love. Now, here's my only pause. There's always a but in life, right? Right. But... If the Warriors offer you the second overall pick, I would pause. I would pause because if you really like that kid out of Memphis and you really want this kid out of Tel Aviv, that would be a nice little combo to bring in. And you got your pieces set. Now, I don't know if I would do it. I would. Is the rest of your chessboard in place? Is that I just don't. And I know you build around, but 
Uh, I don't know. I trust these guys that much. I know. I know. Number two is tempting to make that happen. Because if you really like that kid out of Memphis and you scouted him enough and you're like, hey, now if you get a draft pick, it's more like in like I've heard picks from Boston in the middle teens. I no, no, no. Mm -mm. But if you get a number two overall pick for love, uh, you got to pause and really, really think about it. It's hard because if you really like that kid Weissman out of Memphis and you really think he's going to be the guy and Weissman will not be there at five. You got to really sit and think about it because that is that that is a future piece along with the other guy from Tel Aviv. You could, I mean, that that's a rock and roll lineup for future years. Other than that, I would not trade Kevin Love. I'm with I'm with Jared. I don't see. And again, if they do one of these miserable things where they trade it for another middle round first rounder, boy, you, hey, I don't like it. And you better be fucking sure. Drafts or crap shoots, crap shoots, crap shoots. No, no doubt about it. And I'm, I'm gonna give. Look, that that's for the rest of my life. I'm glad I learned this at 39 because there are people in their 60s and 70s that still believe that they've got some secret fucking power to be able to decipher whether a draft pick is going to be good or not. Sorry, you don't you don't have it. You don't. Will you be watching any second of the draft? Only if I remember. When is it again? (laughs) I mean, when are they? You Wednesday? should be watching oh. Set the Edge while we talk about it. Of course. Well, it dep- well, you know, I'm in class on Wednesdays. What time? Oh, I don't know. What time? Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Oh no, I can do that at eight o'clock on Wednesday. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I finish my stats class. I do the homework, and then I go, yeah, yeah. I can Live do from that. Bristol, Connecticut, by the way. Live from Bristol, ESPN campus. Who? The, the NBA drafts. Oh, I don't mean you and Set the Edge. <laughs> you got press passes already. What the hell? No, no, no. I you and Holly got press passes. We don't got nothing. Uh, I'm right down the road from Bristol. I will not be there. I, I pass. By the way, I don't, they don't, with COVID, they don't want anybody. Yeah, there, so. you don't want to be around people. No. So that is your Cavs. God, it's been so weird. We have not done a Cavs update in, God, months. I, no, but I, that was I, that was actually a decent, uh, worthy update on the Cavs, in my it, opinion, right? If I had to create dra- that, which. Yeah, whatever. big, big draft pick. You've heard a lot of things too about Larry Nance Jr. rumors. I've heard a lot of Larry Nance Jr. rumors being traded. I would not be thrilled about that, but maybe again, Boston being sniffed. Again, I, I don't I, think. And again, I've Andy, seen a lot of that too. I in this I'm, NBA COVID world, in the, with the finances going on, I'm just telling you what I read. I'm just telling you what I read. Who did I just see just turn down their 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 option too? Was it, who was it? That, that, that As it was you a, think about. It was a money move and it made me, it surprised me. That's all. It was just a money move and it surprised me. And one more thing, too. I think it was like 27 million. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? I would love to see Thompson come back to the to the Cavs. Would love it. I don't yeah, think it's going to happen, but I would love to see it. Why not? He's a good, solid pro. Would like he to is. see it. He is. And he's a good dude. Even Great though he's for the, the, the family. I can't say this enough. The Thompson Drummond combo. Late in the year before COVID was working. I know people don't want to hear that. It was working. Yeah. Boy, I only got, what, two or three games and COVID hit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, all right. Let's turn the page back to college football, which was a <laughs> weekend. I mean, my God, there was just no Bama, no Buckeyes, no Clemson. Oh, boy. But my Irish are playing. Yeah. Uh, book, book shines. I'm not going to break down that game. because I've been told by people who I love in the industry, that was a boring game, Billman. So I'm not going to break it down. But I'll just say this book played really well. 
He excelled in that game. Williams, who looked great at the following week, did not play well, but Book picked up the parts. They did enough to win. BC's then BC's average at best. They're not very good. Um, what is Ohio? What, what what are the what is the Big Ten? I haven't looked at this, Andy, and I really should have, and I have not looked at it. What what is the Big Ten doing to adjust this game to make this to get this Indiana game with Ohio State? There's no, I mean, Ohio State already had their their buy basically, right? I mean, well, Maryland how, was their buy, right? right. So, so they, how are they? So how are they squeezing this in and adjusting? I didn't look at the rest of the schedule. Yet. So so look, so so Maryland and Buckeyes go bye bye. They're right. the Buckeyes will only play seven games now. Eight if they make That's the championship. Okay, they're giving. Uh, they're getting rid of the game. They're going seven and go ahead. I'm still listening. There's two developments that I'm seeing in this game. The Buckeyes IU game is huge. IU's for real. Very this big. is a yeah. legit no, right. top top ten team. Yeah. Now, are they top five? No. Are they top ten? Yes. Which means the Buckeyes can lose this game. This is the game. This is it. I think between this and Wisconsin, well, I'm going to get to Wisconsin in a second, and you better fucking believe it. We're talking about Michigan. But back to the Buckeyes. We'll get to that. <laughs> oh, don't you worry. I watched that rainfield soaking that. game playing categories, my kids. I watched that game. Scatagories. I watched that game. So I love categories. Love categories. I did. I may, may have lost the first game, but but I, I was playing with, um, I'm dating this girl, Nicole. I was playing with her daughter, Sydney. We, 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 we won round two. Maybe we're on third. Congratulations. It was a big letter J. Cleaned up. Um, so the Buckeyes. All of um, Oh, great letter. So the Buck, I love the letters S's, T's, and R's in categories as like the magic letter. Buckeyes, this is a big game. This is also a big game. I know it's about the team. This is a big game for Justin Fields and the Heisman. Trask for Florida has become the big front runner. We have not had a front runner yet. He has become that front runner. He's having wonderful numbers. And the and the Gators, who are, we have some good Gator buddies who are very excited. They are seeing Trask come away with this. I know it's about the Buckeye game, but I will also say, if you want the Heisman for Fields, this is a big game. He needs this game. He needs to play well. He needs to come out there and, and do the good things. I love this game. I use for real. I use not to get blown out. I'd be shocked. If we come here on Monday night saying, boy, that was a blowout. I just don't see that happening here. The other big game, Wisconsin. Let's get to Wisconsin and Michigan last. Wisconsin looks for real. Now, they have not only played two games, which is so weird, is they had COVID back-to-back weeks, so no Nebraska and no Purdue. But they finally played this week, and they looked good in the big house. Mertz is the real deal. Wisconsin-Ohio State is a sexy Big Ten championship game. Love that game that happens. I think Urban just talked about that that game the last time. <laughs> last Little time, bit. big Little one bit. happened. Had Little to run bit. it up. Had to run it up so that they can get into the uh, the old playoff there. And EJ and Facebook. Yes, and EJ, EJ and Facebook. So funny. The letter people say the letter of the day is Jay. Gosh, he is our kind of guy. I love the letter people. I love that show. And I don't even think there's a whole bunch of people like who the fuck are the letter. No, people? the letter people was we used to go to the library in elementary school and yes. watch those. They'd roll in the the TV and put in the VHS. Yeah. Yes. Yes. A good fifteen minutes of your life. You L I B R R Y the library. Bum, 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 oh my gosh! Look at your Miss. Uh, I think it was Mr. <clears throat> Q married Miss U. It was a big deal. So all that to be said, it was um it, it was a great show. Um, don't 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 look it up on YouTube. It's kind of embarrassing. But anyways, um, all to be said, the Buckeyes, big game. Was impressed with Wisconsin, and now it's now time for our five minutes where we talk about the team up north. Okay. I, I, would just, I would just like to give a special shout out to the rain. It helped with the storyline for this game because to watch Coach Harbaugh 
get his ass kicked like that with a pouring rainstorm yeah. with no one in the big house. Yeah. That was a, I watched every second of that game. That was a lonely, lonely stage. And if you don't think I've been surprised people all give Harbaugh another chance. You ever wear khakis in the rain, by the way? Well, he was in, he was, he was wearing proper protective pants, but let me just say this. Again. Okay. Cause khakis in the rain. Yeah, it's not good. Look, I know people are like, you're piling on. I'm going to write it. I'm going to write that song. Khakis in the rain. Khakis in the rain. I know people are like, you're not giving Harbaugh a fair chance. Fuck it, folks. It's over. It's over. How many years has Harbaugh been there? How many years has he recruited? How many beds? How many bunk beds has he slept in with recruits? Over. Over. (laughs) Over. Folks, this is not working out. Now, Franklin got his ass two again. Now, he lost in a close game at the end. He's 0-4. Franklin's fine. You'll see him next year. Oh, that me too, because I got to be honest, because the both of them, and this came up this weekend with a couple of friends, Andy, both of these teams not being good, not having their shit together. Franklin finds ways to fucking lose and Harbaugh <laughs> can't find a fucking win. I'm not defending these guys. Both of these idiots are <laughs> fucking up the Big Ten. We already got to deal with the Rutgers of the world within that division. State of New Jersey. That conference. We already got to deal with the no, 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 no. Penn State. And that team up north not being good hurts the Big Ten. Throw in Nebraska, too. Nebraska needs to turn that ship around. Those teams need to get better. Um, I mean, it's obnoxious, Andy. Wisconsin saving the flag. And I mean that. They are saving the flag. Let me go step Wisconsin Wisconsin is is always going to be that team that does it every four or five. But they have a quarterback now. That quarterback's good. I like that quarterback. Right. And, and, and IU helps. IU and Wisconsin saving the conference, but let me go a step further. Uh, I, again, Franklin deserves a or pass. A good Northwestern, a good Northwestern team is scrappy. Possible. Scrappy, they're always scrappy. Um, right. Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald's a really good coach. He's gonna be that guy. Who's gonna be there forever. He's gonna retire. But, but I mean, outside of but but beyond that, your your bread and butter of the conference Not needs good. to be Ohio State, Penn State team up north, Nebraska. And and Nebraska, and yes, Nebraska. I, I know. I keep ignoring them, but okay. Well, I had Nebraska. It's been, they've been a thirty-year nap, but it's time to wake in the Osborne. Stand. Right. I mean, the point is, the point is, they're really, you know, you want to you want to be talked about like they talk about the SEC, and it's got to be more. It's got to be more than just Ohio State walking all over everybody every year. <sighs> it's just it, it's, it's not the ACC, but they're not far off. I'll go one step further. There, there's way too many times now where you can just you can just feel in cruise control. Yeah, I hate to say it, if the Buckeyes beat IU, which I think they will, it's cruise control. Michigan State, nope, no problem. Rutgers, nope, no problem. Oh, they already played Rutgers. I'm sorry, so that they fucked that one up. Uh, Michigan State, Michigan, pff, fuck it, no problem. Um, yeah, I forget the other two teams they play, but there's, there's just no problem, no problem. Buckeyes waltz. Wisconsin's going to be tough, but they'll waltz into the Big Ten Championship game. Waltz. Moonwalk. The scale's up for the Hall of Fame. We all love the scale. Get the salsa. I don't know if they still sell it. Steady increases in votes every yes. time he's on the ballot. Yes. Last time it was, uh, what, 52, what is that, 52%? Mm-hmm. Um, he's on his way there. Vizquel is the Cleveland 
sports baseball player of he's I'm trying I'm wording this incorrectly Clay Matthews, uh, Clay Matthews yes thank you that's where I was going Clay Matthews yeah Omar Vizquel is the Clay Matthews of of baseball I want to add another guy Kenny Lofton should be in the Hall of Fame oh, I know people think yes. it's a joke I think Kenny Lofton oh. should be in the Hall of Fame I'm gonna fight that one until yeah. the cows come yeah out. I'm with you Albert Bell if Kenny like- Lofton was in it I mean wait what was that trade with Kenny Lofton and David Justice I was for um, Rocker. Then they got Marquise Grissom back too in that deal. It was Rocker. Was it Rocker? This is my point is the way that these those trades even went You know what? They didn't how, it, how is Kenny Lofton not? And you know what? It wasn't Rocker. It was not Rocker. I'm fucking this up. Is no, Marquise Rocker Grissom. was after that. Rocker oh was my God. After I remember that. that fucking disaster. <laughs> but uh, Marquise yeah, that Grissom. Tank ran bad out. Oh, that guy. The racist piece of shit. Right. Awful, <laughs> awful, awful, awful. <laughs> Not a guy you want to dig up and ask you, how are oh, you baseball's doing? got a few of these assholes on Twitter now. Yeah, too. they do. Yeah. Insert Kurt Aubrey Huff. Kurt Chilling, Aubrey Huff. Uh, Aubrey Huff. But, um, Fuck yourself. It, um, <laughs> going back to... <laughs> going, going back to... Uh, <laughs> we can go on. I'm going to stop. So it could be a, do a whole show on these people. I know. Um, but, 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 um, not today, not enough time, not enough coffee, but I'll say this though. Like this gal Lofton be nice to see bell to me has been more of that level. I think this gal and Lofton are above bell to me. Bell's, Bell's right always going to have issue because cork bat and being an asshole. Being a dick. Um, um, the other thing too, which we didn't touch upon on, um, Thursday night, J Ram finished second, which was great. You'd love to see him win, obviously, but it's good to see him finish second in a quiet fourth for Bieber. Quiet, quiet fourth for Bieber in MVP Valley. So, I'd like to see J. Ram win. Um, obviously, want to see that, but at least he got second. That was, I, I thought he should have won, honestly. I thought that series he played. No, go ahead. You're the, good. The, the series in the White Sox, he should have won that MVP. I'm sorry. He outplayed the White Sox. People forget that. Um, we did talk about it briefly, though. We did we did bring it up because that was I mentioned that J Ram is now he's this is three three out of the past four years that he's been in the top three, yeah, for MVP. Yeah, I, it says a lot. I mean, look, this says a lot when we're talking about both him and Bieber, Cy Young Award winner, and the team being the Golden Glove team. <laughs> Whatever the award, the Indians still, even though they are technically in a rebuild. Uh, which I don't even know if I call it that. They're just look, whatever. There's reload. I'll call it reload. Have, they still have they still have a chance at competing. I mean, they're they're going to compete in the central next year. So you have much higher hopes. I'm going to have to really get in. I don't know that I have high hopes. I'm just saying that I can't. No, no, write, no, no, no. I can't write them off yet. I just can't. I I I, I should add an er higher yeah. hopes. I don't have as higher hopes as you, or high. I can't talk because I'm tired now. I don't have as high hopes. I think this team is very 81 81 if they play 162. I just see 81 81. Maybe I'll feel differently as we go along throughout the winter. Right now, I see 81 81. And honestly, it's because I don't think Lindor is going to be coming back. Those rumors have stopped right now, which is not unusual this time of year. Don't be surprised after Thanksgiving, they whip back up. We are brought to you by Waiting for Next Year. Check them out. Original Cleveland Sports Reporting at WaitingForNextYear.com. Don't forget, check us out on Twitter at CLE and beyond at CLE and beyond. Also, shoot us an email, Jared at gmail.com. That's Jared J-A-R-I-D, at gmail.com. And do not forget to check us out on the official 
Instagram page at official Cleveland sports at official Cleveland sports. Uh, myself, Andy and Holly Wetzel hop on there after Browns games Sunday nights at about eight o'clock and uh, roll into discussing all that happened during the game, whether we loved it or whether we hated it, we're going to be there. And also coming soon to, uh, well, officially coming soon to evergreen podcasts. Andy, final thoughts. Wednesday set the edge and NBA draft night should be great. Friday, you and I tee off the second week of take out the garbage, beating the Eagles, which you should. Previewing Ohio State. I'm excited about Ohio State IU. Um, did you? And then finally, let's give a shout out to Kaylee Waterhouse, who is slowly becoming a Browns fan. Her poor 49ers could not get it done. I told her you should just switch teams. Yeah. Who gives a shit how many fucking rings you won in the 90s and 80s with Joe Montana and Steve Young? Who gives a fuck? Come back. Wasn't even, she wasn't even born then. No, 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 no. They weren't that good. They were actually really good. Hey, yeah, who cares? Ed DeBartolo is from Youngstown. Come on. I got to drive past. Yeah, I drive down Market Street and look at that fucking 49er sign. It's the size of the whole front yeah. of the building. Did you, did you <sighs> look, last thing that I am done. Did you watch any of the Masters? I did not. And I was shocked. I did not watch a second. No, but I heard Tiger out of 10. I didn't even, see, I didn't even know that. I got a 10 on a hole. I tried getting into it. A bunch after that, I tried getting into it on Saturday. Could not do it. Ended up watching Miami Virginia Tech. I just that was the I, first time I, I felt the pandemic hit me. It's like ah, Masters is Masters is for the April. I just can't do it in November. Can't, I can't had um, well, I had a funeral. Of course, I oh, mentioned man, I'm sorry, there right. for, for Uncle Uncle Dooney. Uh, that was on Friday, but I didn't I didn't actually stay. I probably should have, but I didn't stay at the kids. It, I, I should have stayed, but I didn't stay. Just the whole covid thing throws me off. Um, and uh, then Saturday and Sunday, it was it was kind of quiet, kind of hung with my dad, listen to some albums. No, I didn't. I didn't do a lot of sports over the weekend. I just prepped for that Browns game. But, you know, once that Browns game starts, I glue my ass to the, to the seat. I watch the entire thing and I'm taking notes the entire time getting yeah. ready to, to do what we did on Sunday night. So uh, outside of that, I just didn't, I didn't care about anything else. I just did. Yeah. The masters just came and went to me like a fart in the wind. I know other people were really excited about it. I just blew in and blew out. I seriously just did, did not care. Anyway, it's <laughs> one man's simple opinion. I got <laughs> lectured today about how I should be watching the masters with someone I really love in the industry. You should be watching the ma- I'm like, Oh my God. I just, <laughs> I, I tried. I just didn't You're never going to make it if you don't Andy. Oh, I, I'm a huge sports fan. I love the Masters, the U.S. Open, British Open. Why? I, I couldn't fucking do it. Weird I tried. Time of year to watch I tried. Weird and time by the way, it doesn't help the Browns are playing at 1 o'clock and right. the Masters ends at 4. No. Ugh. Couldn't do it. Didn't care. He's Andy Billman. I'm Jared I love Watson. a green jacket. He's Andy Billman. I'm Jared Watson. <laughs> Browns are 6 and fucking 3, motherfucker. Yeah! Nick yeah. Chubb's back, motherfucker. Yeah! About to whoop that ass all the way out, motherfuckers. <laughs> Go Browns. Talk again soon. Sorry about all the MFs. No, I'm not. I'll do it again every week. Okay, bye. Love <laughs> Cleveland and Beyond with Andy and Jared is a part of Evergreen Podcast. You can follow them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cleveland and Beyond, on Twitter at CLE and Beyond, or shoot them an email at andyandjared at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit the website, clevelandandbeyond.net.
Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or padel, as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos! 